1: Welcome to the New Books Network.
0: Good afternoon. My name is Brian Topher, Principal Architect of Topher Architecture, and you are listening to New Books Architecture, a podcast channel in the New Books Network dedicated to architecture and its publications. If you have any suggestions and authors you'd love to hear me speak with next, feel free to send me an email at btofer at topherarchitecture.com. Today's guests are Fred Delkomen and James Ellis to talk about their book, A Backyard Prairie, The Hidden Beauty of Tall Grass and Wildflowers. Both Fred and James served on the board of directors of the Grand Prairie Friends. Fred is a retired professor of University of Illinois and a, a certified matru- master naturalist and author, and James is a botanist with the Illinois Natural History Survey. Thank you both for being here with me today, and welcome to the show.
2: Thanks Thank for you for the invitation, Brian.
0: Now, before we begin, can you both maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, maybe Fred, do you want to start us off?
1: Uh, Well, as uh, as you said, I'm a retired professor uh, at the university, and uh, my area of expertise was life science, biology, more specifically entomology, the study of insects. But I've always had an interest in the outdoors, and uh, that really was what uh, uh, led to this book that we can get into.
2: Yeah, and and uh, I am a, a botanist and trained in botany and plant ecology, and I've worked at the Natural History Survey at the University of Illinois for over twenty years. Uh, for the past five years, my job has been the uh, as the natural areas manager for the university, where I manage and maintain over a um, thousand acres of of property set aside for teach, teaching, and teaching and research. Uh, but of course, I've uh, been a longtime volunteer with with um, Grand Prairie Friends, as as you mentioned in in your intro. Both Fred and I are volunteers with that organization. Uh, it's a, a not for profit conservation organization and uh, land trust right here in East Central Illinois, with uh, you know a mission to preserve and protect and, and manage uh, prairie and forest. Um, uh, natural areas, um, in, 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 in the region. And so I've had a keen interest in, in, in prairie and prairie ecology and conservation and restoration for many years.
0: Great. Thank you both. And so, you know, what I wanted to start right off with was, I'm sure the question you get a lot, you know, what led you both to take on this book? And then also what's a very interesting point that I don't often get with some of the books I read, this was tested, you know, in a very, personal laboratory, literally a backyard.
1: Right. Well, um, the backyard, actually, it's a front yard, but uh, when we titled the book, we thought backyard prairie sounded a lot more cool than front yard prairie. <laughs> um, my wife and I lived uh, in town, Urbana, which is the uh, uh, one of the twin cities, Urbana-Champaign, where the University of Illinois is located. And in 2001, we bought Five acres. We moved to five acres just outside of town. It was half wooded and half being farmed. And when we walked out the front door, what we saw was corn or soybeans, uh, and a little bit of a garden, uh, just depending upon the the uh, the year since they alternated the crops. And we thought, well, that's not a very inspiring sight. And uh, I'd always been interested in nature. My wife has always been interested in nature, and so almost as a lark, we just said, well, let's see if we can't plant a prairie out here. So in 2003, that's what we did. We started a prairie, and uh, with help from a variety of sources, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources and so on. And uh, one of the things that we found early on was that a part of the natural prairie ecosystem was uh, periodic fire. And I thought, well, I'm not too confident in uh, setting fire to the prairie right in front of my house, so I better get some expert help there. And I did some uh, research and found Grand Prairie Friends and Jamie, and uh, they have been uh managing the fires uh, on our property ever since then. So as I say, we started the prairie in 2003 and, and uh, it takes a while for it to get going as we outlined in the book. Uh, and then in 2010, we decided, or thereabouts, we decided to write an article for a magazine called The Illinois Steward, uh, just called The Backyard Prairie, which described uh, what my wife and I had done Jamie and I were co-authors on that and it got a pretty good reception and uh, so I talked to Jamie and I said "Uh, let's do a book and uh, it took a long time to find a publisher but uh, the rest uh, to use the hackneyed phrase uh, is history. Oh thank you and so
0: I think I want to come back to the idea about fire because it's a big note I made but I think one thing I thought we could start with was the fact that, you know, I'm an outsider as an architect. I don't have a lot of landscape architecture experience. And when I read this, I was expecting a manifesto on how this is done and what you would do. But instead, there's quite a bit more of a narrative than I was expecting. I wonder if you could kind of walk us through that a
2: little bit. Uh, right, right. After the the good reception and success with the Illinois Stewart article that 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 Fred and I um, wrote talking about the the backyard prairie and, and, and this project, um, you know, we, you know, we decided right to let's, let's put, let's put together, let's put together a book, not, 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 a, not as a, not as a how to book because there are how to plant a prairie, how to reconstruct a prairie bo- books out there and not as sort of the big sweeping um grand landscapes of what used to be or what are out out west of of prairies and general prairie, prairie ecology but to really to for uh for for fred to share the story of the journey of of planting prairie and you know illustrating it with 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 beautiful pictures of 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 the of the prairie and um to tell that story and really encourage others to, to, to think, about, um, think about, about prairie and uh, sort of the restoration of this kind of lost um, habitat, this, this lost um, ecosystem that, that once covered mo- most of the, the state of Illinois, the, the Illinois and, and, and the Midwest and really the, the, the native grasslands of the central part of North America.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, um, one of the, um, uh, points that Jamie made is, uh, quite relevant. That is that there are, uh, several really good books on, on how to go about establishing a prairie. And so we didn't want to, um, uh, get into that area. In fact, um, one of the sometimes publishers would say well why don't you do more of a how-to book and we said well no that's not really what we're all about here uh what we wanted to do in this book was was to as i always like to put it celebrate the small uh there are some enormous restorations that have been successful uh there are uh thousands of acres of, of, uh, prairie in the Flint Hills in Kansas, um, the Kansa restoration, um, the Kansa prairie, uh, the Neil Smith prairie in, uh, Iowa and some elsewhere as well. And so oftentimes people, when they think about, uh, doing a, a prairie, they think, well, I don't have thousands of acres, so there's no point in doing anything, uh, but since I only had or my wife and I only had two and a half acres, um, it was clear that that uh, since we did this, other people can do it on on just a little bit um, so uh, that was the emphasis of of the book. Uh, furthermore, I think that uh, there's a lot to be said for appreciating the little things in life, if you will, and and a small prairie is one of those things that I think are worth appreciating. And so for much of the book, after we've described the process that uh, my wife and I went through to establish the prairie, uh, we spend a lot of time talking about what you can find there, the animals, the plants. Um... Uh, the changes of the seasons, the open sky, all of these are, are uh, subjects of individual chapters. Because I think uh, it's important for people to realize that even in a little, little prairie, there are an awful lot of things that are really uh, worthwhile to see. That, and
0: that's great. And I actually do, again, I want to circle back as well to that point of kind of the diversity you brought up. But one thing before I even got into your book, and I know right at the beginning there is an anecdote. But uh, you know, I, I saw that you both kind of have dealt with a lot of prairies on college campuses, and the first thought that came to my mind is that I would I can't imagine seeing this on a campus. There, there, you know, a lot of campuses and a lot of people in general have been kind of conditioned to have very neat, orderly, tidy, manicured lawns, and so I guess the question that I have is, you know. You, you mentioned you you, t- you tend to a lot of acreage of this on a campus. You, was there resistance to that? And are people
1: coming around to it more? Do you want to talk to that, Jamie?
2: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, the Backyard Prairie, the actual Fred's Backyard Prairie is, is um, not, is outside of, just outside of the uh, Ur- Urbana, Illinois, and uh, the University of Illinois campus um so so right is kind of out in the uh, out out in the country but but you bring you bring up a great question and a great point is you know as universities and the university of illinois is 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 looking at the the, the campus landscape and sustainability and biodiversity and we um and you know fred and I, fred and i both say biodiversity is is good and we can you know we can you know the plant and manage the the vegetation that's in an area, and a, and attract you know insects and, and birds and, and 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 other and other animals. And right, and it is about um, uh, there are those um, hat you know traditions and habits and that, and attitudes. Say on campuses where neat and orderly and mowed lawns are um, are, are, are 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 the norm. But if we're to meet, you know, um, goals of re- reducing climate change, or uh, it, it, and uh, or being resilient to, to to changes are coming, or meeting sustainability, you know, go- goals, these are things that um, that we are looking at here at the University of Illinois, and I know others are are as as well. So it's, um, but it's, it's gonna it's gonna be gonna be slow, and, and we, we hope that that say a book like like ours will you know show you know the 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 beauty and the joy in these and these kind of spaces.
1: And I think Brian that that um, the question about whether universities like the U of I or other places are more um, forgiving, if you will, of uh, natural landscapes is a really good one because in years past, they certainly were not. That uh, anecdote that you referred to is in the preface uh, written by Mae Berenbaum of the entomology department at the U of I. And um, she relates that uh, the U of I was making a um, uh, kind of an entry point for the campus. And so they thought, well, this used to be prairie, so let's put in some prairie. And they got a lot of negative public comments um, uh, to that. Um, there is a, a person, Cindy uh, Crosby, who's land steward for the prairie up at the Morton Arboretum in uh, northern Illinois, just south of Chicago. Um, and she wrote a really nice introduction to prairie. And she reports. Uh, that she took a friend of hers out to the prairie and he looked around and his remark was weeds, Cindy, it's nothing but weeds. <laughs> and I think that is, that is all too common a, a, um a, a reaction. Uh, and it brings to mind a quote, which, uh I've not been able to find uh, a source for, but it's really pertinent here. And that is, uh, anybody can appreciate a mountain, but it takes soul to appreciate a prairie. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: And, and so, again, I, I think anyone who reads it can definitely see the benefits. And I think you both kind of talked about them very well. I think the two points that always stick out to me is biodiversity and resiliency. And you know, again, the idea that a diverse uh, prairie is much more, it can attract much more flora and fauna and have, be more resilient than maybe a kind of homogenous system. But I guess I want to come back to resiliency. Again, I personally, and I think a lot might not be realizing how resilient a prairie really is. You know, you've talked about fire and I don't think we've talked about it, but there's a great chart showing that most of them have t- 15 to 20 foot roots that can survive a tornado it looks like. And so, could you tell us a little bit more about this idea of fire, controlled fire? I, I, I personally have never heard of that.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um. As as Fred mentioned earlier, we, uh, we started the journey of our friendship with really Fred reaching out and asking for some help with prescribed fire management and um on 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 the prairie, and I have. Um, you know, e- experience and 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 training, planning and and managing and implementing uh pres- prescribed fire, and we're lucky with Grand Prairie Friends and with my current job to have also you know tools to to help to help carry that out. But so so fire, we, th- we think of as as part of a, it is a disturbance. It is um, uh, you know uh, can be quite ter- terrifying, but it is part of. Part of the ecosystem, one of the, a natural disturbance, if uh, one one um, might might say, uh, there were millions of acres of tall grass prairie across the L- Illinois. His his historically over sixty percent percent of the of the state, and and the the the. The hundreds of plant species that that are part of this e- e- ecosystem were uniquely adapted to the um, to the periodic fires, and then also some of these some of these uh, different weather and and, and clim- climatic events. Um, y- yes, the prairie most prairie plants are very deep, deeply deeply rooted. They're long lived per- perennial plants to to survive. Um, fire to survive grazing and also um sometimes these periodic drought events as um, as 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 well um and 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 you historically you people always think about like well we're where did <laughs> fires? Where did the fires come from? We're very used to uh, some maybe what we uh, natural fires out out west where there's dry lightning strikes or and those sorts of things, and also lots of accidental fires by humans. And a lot of the evidence we're we're seeing now, and you know, digging into the historic record that that people have been setting fires here in um you know in in the central part of uh of North America and the Midwest for, for, for a very long time. So native peoples were here and they were, they were, you know, there were accidental set fires by them or purposely set, set fires for, you know, for, for hunting and such. And so um, we think of fires as, as horrific and, and destructive, but they're usually done in the, a lot of times the most flammable in the dormant season, right. In the, um, in the fall, through the through 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 the spring, when the top parts of these uh, perennial plants die back, and they're still alive and um, by 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 the roots, and so there's a lot of of biomass there, this flammable flammable bi- biomass, and um, uh, that 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 read, readily readily burns, and um, a lot of these plant species respond positively this the the season after. After a fire, uh, it clears away, um, you know, all the all the you know the dead parts of the plants to uh, allow the regrowth uh, in in the spring. It you know the ash uh, helps recycle you know nutrients in the system. There are some species that that benefit um, from the heat to help with, uh, and, and even the smoke to help with, with, um, seed, seed germination, germination. Um, and then also there is now with some, maybe we want to manage some non-native or unwanted species, um, or we want to kill off some of the woody plants, right? There's, pra- we think of prairie and native grasslands as mostly treeless, and so, you know, that, uh, the, the fires, um, will kill off, you know, some shrubs and small trees and, and you know, to, to keep, keep those woody, woody, woody plants out. So now, now we're, we, you know, we purposefully plan for fire and, um, you know, to, um, to rejuvenate, you know, the, the prairie and sort of, I guess, keep it, keep it hell keep it healthy and um, keep, keep the uh, plants, plants, plants growing. Of course, done with, with with planning and planning planning and care so that we can keep the fire where we want it to and of course keep it out of uh you know, other flammable areas that we don't want 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 to burn um as, as well.
0: Well
1: and very uh, interesting. Oh I'm sorry, go ahead, Fred. When um uh we started burning the prairie, uh as uh, we've mentioned Grand Prairie Friends actually manages the burns, which is um Great, because it wasn't something I wanted to be uh, responsible for myself. But what you try to do uh, on a burn day is make sure uh, the the um, uh, material to be burned is not too wet because that produces a lot of smoke um, and there's not too much wind. And what wind there is isn't blowing toward something like a house that you don't want to burn. So uh, in one particular, one of the early years, we were going to burn an area of the prairie right in front of the house. And uh, you you set the fire so it burns into the wind, not with the wind, because if it's going with the wind, it can get out of control pretty quickly. So uh, we set it. Uh, the, uh, the fire was set near the house. Uh, and and burned away from it because the wind was um, was blowing in the right direction and then the wind shifted uh, 180 degrees and it was it was uh, marginally dry but there was a little bit of wetness still in the vegetation and so there was an enormous amount of smoke and there was so much smoke that um, uh, I'm glad that Jamie had alerted the fire department because, uh, I, I think there, I mean, there's a major state route that goes right by our house. The smoke was so dense that I'm sure cars on there couldn't see more than a couple of feet in front of themselves. It didn't last long, fortunately, but, um, it was a little bit, uh, scary. And from, um, uh, the literature of early, uh, settlement times, and early visitors, we didn't, uh, we we looked into some of the early um, uh, literature we have a quote at the beginning of each chapter which is uh, relevant to the subject from uh, visitors from 100 or 200 years ago and uh, people talk about fire and they say if a fire is half a mile away uh, you it's uh, the light is, is so intense you can read a newspaper um, and so it was something that was dangerous. And in fact, uh, the fact that there was fire in the prairie was something that impeded the settlement of the prairie for a little while. Well, great. Like I said, very interesting. You know, I, again, I,
0: as an architect, a lot of the new development I work on always comes with a very either a pre-seeded or a very manicured lawn. So always curious about the opportunity for some prairies in the future now. <laughs> Uh, and so I appreciate you both talking with me through the book. And so you know, now that the book's been released, I guess what's uh, what's on the horizon? You know, are there more prairies, more more projects that are occupying your time?
1: Well, mostly we give um, presentations. Uh, People are interested in prairie, and especially the kinds of people we hang around with, it must be said. Uh, People who are interested in nature, the Master Naturalist Group uh, in in Illinois and other places. I mean, we've given presentations at the uh, Danville Public Library, for example. Danville's about, uh, what is it, 40 miles um, east of here, Jamie, something like that. down in in uh, Charleston at a uh, nature center down there, uh, at uh, local bookstores, a uh, number of interviews like this one. So that's that's been uh, uh, pretty much uh, time consuming. I'm still interested in in prairie um, from a broader perspective, uh, but the kinds of things that I want to know are the kinds of things that are either Not knowable or very difficult to find out. For example, being in an entomology department, I was interested, I am interested in insects. Um, Well, you can do surveys of what insects are in prairie now, but there were no surveys, there were no entomologists who visited the prairie before it was plowed under. Um, And so to get any kind of an estimation of Uh, types of insects, densities of insects or anything like that in the open prairie is very, very difficult to do. So uh, that's been an impediment to me following up on on, uh, my interests jimmy has got a full time job, so he's got. you <laughs> well, buy him too.
2: Yeah, I, right, right. Like, like I, I mentioned, I managed and maintain about a, a, a thousand acres at about ten sites for the University of Illinois. And interestingly, it's mo- mostly 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 forested forested property. But I do get a chance to do, um, you know, some some fire management on some planted prairie and gra- grassland grassland areas there but yeah like like fred fred mentioned right now it's it's really about um right ta- talking to as many people as we can and you know accepting invitations to to do inter- interviews like this or or go g- go give present presentations um right to to encourage others and so we can write so uh, and i i feel Emails and phone calls quite quite often people see, seeking you know ad, ad, advice about na- native plants and um plant you know p- put you know putting biodiversity back on the landscape it's it's it, it might be very small um steps but but I think uh, you know every 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 yard um counts and uh, oh Grand Prairie friends will we have a uh, native plant sale that's coming up in, in, in May. And so then that's an opportunity, right. For uh, the, at least local folks here in East, East Central Illinois to actually go and purchase, you know, some of these, some of these species that we highlight in, in the book and um, plant and nurture in, in their, in their own yards.
1: Well, as Jamie said, one of the purposes of the book was to introduce people to prairie to help them to learn to appreciate uh, uh, what was once uh, a very important part of the natural landscape here. Uh, when you do a book like this, I mean, you, you sort of expect that there'll be people who read it that that uh, you don't know, and it'll have uh, consequences that you don't know about. Uh, One of the things, uh, I'm not even sure that I've uh, mentioned this to Jamie yet. Um, uh, My wife belongs to a uh, spinners and weavers group here locally. And uh, one of the women in it said her mother was going to be visiting from Texas. And it turned out that her mother had come across the book and they had several acres down in Texas uh, and they were trying to restore prairie. And so she wanted to come by and meet me and see our prairie. Um, And so, so uh, she did and, and uh, we had a good time, but to think that there would be this really far-fetched, if you will, connection. If somebody wrote it in a book, said, no, no, that can't ever happen. That's not true to life. Uh, but it did. So so uh, the tall grass prairie that we wrote about did, in fact, extend down into Texas. So we talked about the kind of uh, restorations you might be able to do down there. And that's, uh, I have to say, uh, a very gratifying uh, consequence of having done a book like this. Just the thought that that uh, people read it and uh, are inspired to do some of their own recreations is uh, very satisfying. I can only imagine. Well, thank you both again for taking the
0: time to talk with me today.
2: Well, Brian, I really appreciate the, the, the invitation to uh, talk about our book and share the joy of the prairie.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, uh, as you have no doubt learned now, uh, we're both more than happy to talk about prairie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for everybody
0: listening, the book is A Backyard Prairie, The Hidden Beauty of Tallgrass and Wildflowers. Thank you for listening and have a great day.